Intermittent fasting works. So why has it never worked or is it no longer working for you? Today, we're gonna unpack why the way you were taught to do intermittent fasting may be doing more damage to your metabolism and causing you to gain weight. We'll also take a look at some of the new research regarding intermittent fasting and the way women need to do it differently from men and why your age or what season you're in has a dramatic impact on the type of intermittent fasting you might wanna try. All right, let's do this. Hey, my name is Shaleen Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me here on The Shaleen Show. This is a topic we've spent a lot of time talking about. And be sure to stay tuned to this entire episode because I'm going to specifically address the three different stages that women specifically need to pay attention to when it comes to their intermittent fasting because the way you were intermittent fasting or maybe even the way you learned to do intermittent fasting like a couple years ago or five years ago, you could be doing like way more damage than you realize. Or maybe you've already figured this out. Maybe you started intermittent fasting and it worked really well for you and you loved it. And it was like, oh, I just, I like found my thing. And then after a while, it felt like it stopped working or maybe you just started packing on fat and you're wondering like, okay, have I messed up my metabolism? Am I doing this wrong? Or you've doubled down and your fasts are so much longer and now you're just driving yourself crazy. We're gonna answer all of those questions today and more. And I'm gonna bring to you some of the latest research and opinions from the most revered experts in the field. Now, those of you who have been on this journey with me for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, five years, you know we've spent a lot of time talking about intermittent fasting and the different styles of fasting. We've even done quite a few episodes on water fasts, prolonged fast, three-day fast, all the different types of fasting. We've done episodes on autophagy, etc. But I want to just start with some basic information in case this is the first episode you've ever caught of The Shaleen Show, or you're just really wanting to understand intermittent fasting a little more. Maybe you thought it just meant that you weren't eating for prolonged periods of time. Maybe the word fasting conjures up this idea of someone depriving themselves of food, like literally going into starvation mode and wondered like, wait, I thought starvation mode slowed down your metabolism. So let me first define fasting in the most simple and basic terms. Fasting is simply going a period of time without fasting and you are already fasting every single day. So it's not that big of a deal. When you sleep, you're fasting. When you're not eating and because you're driving or you're doing something else, you're fasting. Intermittent fasting simplified means you're going a period of time without food. And when we think about this in terms of like a dietary or nutritional approach, it is time restricted eating. You are setting a specific time that you're going to eat your meals in. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're restricting calories. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're counting macros or any of those things. Although there are so many different intermittent fasting protocols that I think We've overcomplicated it as we do all things. This is what drives me freaking crazy about the fitness and diet and health industry. People wanna sell books. And this is what drives me freaking crazy about the health and fitness and diet industry who are supposedly working in our best interest. But I'm just telling you this, as someone who's written books, even New York Times bestselling books, the book companies want you to come up with a very specific protocol, one that isn't common sense, one that requires people to read the book and study the notes and, and know the rules. And therein lies the problem, in my opinion. This is what drives me freaking crazy. We have so overcomplicated eating food and not eating food. And I have a real problem with it. 
Nonetheless, there are some very specific things you as a woman need to understand about intermittent fasting, which might explain why when you were doing it in the stage, you know, probably like 40s to 50s before you hit menopause, it just freaking stopped working for you. First, let's talk about the many benefits, potential benefits of intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a proven way to help people lose weight without having to count calories. Intermittent fasting, when done the right way, reduces cortisol levels, decreases belly fat, most specifically visceral fat, and that's the fat that we have around our organs. Intermittent fasting improves liver function, helps to quiet food noise, decreases hunger hormones like leptin and ghrelin. Intermittent fasting has been shown to slow age-related cognitive decline, increase energy, improve insulin sensitivity, and when it comes to longevity, intermittent fasting has been shown to aid in autophagy. Yet when intermittent fasting is done incorrectly, it can increase cortisol levels, increase fat storages, and wreak havoc with your metabolism and your mental state. And I'm gonna share with you some of my biggest pet peeves with intermittent fasting kind of before we go too far. And it's this, number one, they are incredibly triggering for anyone who has the propensity for an eating disorder. And you know if you have a propensity towards eating disorders. Like if you're the kind of person where it's a slippery slope for you, intermittent fasting is, it's almost like a, I don't want to say a legalized, but it's almost a socially acceptable way to have an eating disorder for some people. And it can become a very slippery slope where someone is now consumed and controlled by the hour at which they're supposed to eat their food and the hour, the minute at which they're supposed to no longer eat food. And you're not fun to be around. And you don't even know this is happening to you. But now you're that person who's like looking at your watch because you've set your eating window to be 5pm or you've set your eating window to end at eight o'clock and you, your dinner reservations aren't until 730. Like, it just is ridiculous ridiculous the number of rules and protocols and how many different ways there are to do intermittent fasting. That's my first pet peeve with intermittent fasting. My second pet peeve with intermittent fasting is that it has developed this dogmatic mentality where there are certain protocols and people believe that their protocol is the only right protocol. And then you get the shaming like, oh, you're doing a clean fast. Oh, you're doing a dirty fast. Oh, you had coffee with cream in it? You are a dirty intermittent faster. Does that break your fast? Like, it's just, it's dumb. I'm sorry. I hope that I haven't offended you. But like all the rules are part of the reason why, because you're looking for the rules. And I'm here to tell you that I'm going to give you a very different approach to intermittent fasting that I believe is going to help you reap all of the benefits without getting caught up in the dogma, the stigma, and the crazy making that all these rules and protocols bring to the table. Can we just have some common sense when it comes to eating food? Do we have to make things so difficult? So how do we do it the right way? So while most people consider intermittent fasting doing like 12 hours without food, like 12 to 13 hours, which means you went to bed at say 9 p.m. You stopped eating at 8 p.m., right? And so to go 13 hours means that you didn't eat breakfast until 9 p.m. AM. I mean, that's not that big of a deal, unless it is for you. And I'm not saying intermittent fasting works for everyone. And I think that a lot of people look into intermittent fasting for a lot of different reasons. But the number one reason is weight loss. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned on the show that when I went to go get my nails done, the nail tech was like, 
when did you have these done? Because it looks like they haven't grown out at all. Like I, I didn't need a fill. Also, I was able to go like almost seven weeks before getting my hair highlighted because my hair hadn't grown. And I'm like, what is different? I realized what it was. I had stopped taking my collagen because we were traveling and I forgot. Well, thanks to my friends at Organifi who were listening to the show, my problem is solved. They sent me my favorite unflavored collagen. Now, the reason why I use an unflavored collagen powder is because I mix it in with my water and my other supplements. It has no flavor. And that's how I make sure that I get enough collagen to get my hair growing and my nails growing again. That's the only thing I'd done different in the last whatever, seven or eight weeks. What is collagen? It's the most abundant protein in our body. Everyone makes it. We should be making it. You need it for your blood vessels, your muscles. You need it for hair growth. You need it for nails. You need it to have stronger bones. But collagen literally is the glue that holds all of our parts together. And it's something that is going to improve your gut health. It helps your metabolism. It helps you to build muscle. It helps your cardiovascular health. And most of us are not getting enough. So if you use an unflavored collagen powder, you can mix in your morning coffee. It literally doesn't change the taste at all. You can put in your smoothie. You can put in your water. You can put in your yogurt. You can put in just about anything. It literally has no taste. And Organifi only uses real food ingredients. As a listener of the show, you get 20% off. I want you to try their collagen. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen and then enter code Shaleen for your 20% off. Again, that's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. And I'm not saying intermittent fasting works for everyone. And I think that a lot of people look into intermittent fasting for a lot of different reasons. But the number one reason is weight loss. At the moment, I'm practicing my own form of intermittent fasting, which I like to call undulating periodization, which is just a really fancy way of saying whatever I feel like and whatever my body tells me I need to do that day, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to live by this like, oh my gosh, it's noon. I'm starving and I can't eat. That's just so dumb to me. And I've done it. I can say that it's dumb because I've been there. I can say that it's dumb because I'm 54 years old and I really don't care if somebody comes for me because I've, I've done all those things. And it was just a ridiculous way to live. And it also eventually got me very, very stressed out. Okay, so first, let's talk about why for those of you who are in that stage where you start to become less fertile, right? You're over 35, you're approaching 35, 40, you know, maybe into your late 40s, early 50s. If you start doing intermittent fasting and you're not paying attention to your hormones, what we do now know is that it does have an impact on the way that your body stores fat and the way that you respond and the way that you feel while you're in the middle of your cycle. As Mindy states in her book, for a woman on day 20 of your cycle, and hopefully you're tracking your cycle, on day 20 of your cycle to the point in which you start your period, that's what most of us consider like, that's when we're PMSing. When you're PMSing, prior to your menstrual cycle, this is when you basically want to stop fasting. I mean, well, you're still fasting because everybody fasts overnight, but like you should just do an overnight fast. She basically suggests not to do more than 12 hours because when you do, you set yourself up to feel like crap. Day 20 until you actually start your cycle again. No fasting. If you are really fat adapted and you want to maybe go up to 13 hours, fine but no more than 13 hours. So this is the time when your body's trying to make progesterone. And so as it's making progesterone, we don't wanna stimulate cortisol in any way, shape or form. 
So cortisol gets stimulated from exercise, it gets stimulated from traffic, having a tough conversation with somebody. Um, there's a lot of ways that cortisol can get stimulated. But what we don't want is to use fasting as a tool to create more cortisol. That is not what we're looking for this week. When a woman who's in that, you know, still fertile stage, she's not yet in perimenopause, when she's in that still fertile stage, but kind of approaching perimenopause, and she's trying to fast just before her cycle, this is when she's going to have crazy mood swings. You're messing with your progesterone. This is when you're likely to have experienced hair loss, increased cortisol, and it's no wonder you feel like crap and your hunger hormones are still going crazy. So this is a period of time when you probably shouldn't be fasting. In her book, Fast Like a Girl, Mindy suggests that a woman who is in perimenopause follow an intermittent fasting protocol of four, two, one. Four days a week, you fast for 17 hours. Two days a week, you fast for 13 hours. And one day a week, you fast for 24 hours. And the reason why she suggests this is because our hormones during perimenopause are so in flux that even if you were to test your hormones like every other month, you still would drive yourself crazy trying to time your hormones with your intermittent fasting schedule. So she's developed this protocol that allows you to basically keep your fasting in this phasing process where you're creating metabolic flexibility with your intermittent fasting. So you're always kind of playing to your hormones. I love this concept, but I have to say it wouldn't work for me. This would drive me crazy. If it works for you, fantastic. I was doing intermittent fasting while I was perimenopausal, and I can tell you that it worked for a little while, and then it didn't, and then it stopped, and then my cortisol went through the roof. I think for those of us who I like to refer to as stressed and blessed, we're the ones who are like, I'm, I'm blessed, and I'm so stressed, and so therefore I won't slow down. We just, we can't slow down. We go 100 miles per hour, and especially when you're in that season of your life, you're perimenopausal, your hormones are all over the place. This is probably when your career is starting to take off, your kids are getting a little bit older. Like stress levels are pretty high. And I know for me, it worked for a little while, but it also started to drive me crazy. My cortisol went through the roof and I just couldn't get it to work long-term. And that's when I started diet phasing. Diet phasing is just a way of, and I'm gonna do a whole episode on diet phasing because I really do think this is the most rational, grace-giving, reasonable way to approach nutrition and diet and fitness that doesn't put on you these dogmatic rules that constantly make you feel like I'm doing it wrong. I mean, it's food and exercise. Like, why have we overcomplicated something that should be so natural? In fact, many of you have asked, like, Shaleen, whatever happened to Phase It Up? Phase It Up is still alive and kicking. And spoiler alert, don't tell anyone. I'm going to do a little ASMR right now. Um, we are relaunching Phase It Up in January. It's going to be huge. I'm going to put all of my workouts in there. I'm doing all new strength training workouts. It's going to be a no BS no crazy rules. It's just, it's going to be like the ultimate place to go when you want like the realistic approach to aging and looking like a million bucks and feeling like a million bucks and knowing like, okay, so what are some healthy recipes and what are some great workouts? And I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. That's coming in January. So be on the lookout. Well, in fact, you can go to phaseitup.com right now and just get on the wait list because we're going to launch again. We're rolling out this whole new thing in January. I can't wait. Okay, back to intermittent fasting. The fact of the matter is, fasting is a natural state for us. Our bodies naturally love 
ketones. Ketones are a separate source of energy. It's a source of energy that we have been designed to tap into, not just for survival, but for autophagy. Now, autophagy is when our bodies flip the switch and we start using ketones as energy. This happens in the Krebs cycle. It's probably more complicated than you need to understand, but let me just explain it to you in the most basic of ways. You have two ways of using energy. One is basically from carbohydrates and sugars, and one is from ketones, which I'm sure you've heard about, like exogenous ketones or things you can take like as a supplement, or you can get your body to switch into a mode where it's using ketones for energy, ketosis. Now, in order for our bodies to get into ketosis, we have to reduce our blood sugars to a certain level where it's like, oh, hey, so there's no more glucose on board. What else should we use? And the body's like, hey, guess what? We knew this might happen to you someday. So we have stored all this body fat for you. And so we're going to let you use this body fat and you're still going to have amazing energy. But you have to like flip the switch to get there. And getting there happens when you're fasting for a certain amount of time. I've discovered an app and it's called Paired. I'm going to spell it P A I. R-E-D, like, you know, like you're a pair, paired.com. And it's basically a relationship app for couples. You could ask your partner to like download the app and then you play on the app together. And it's super fun. And it's like a great way to actually connect on a deeper, more profound level with your significant other, especially if like you don't feel like you're connected or you have a difficult time like opening up to those kinds of questions. This app actually kind of triggers or prompts those questions. Like, it basically gives you a series of questions that you will answer with your partner. I mean, questions like, what do you remember about the first time we met? Or what is it you find the sexiest about me? Or what is it you love the most about when we spend our time together? Like it gives you specific prompts and there's like couples games you can play on it. Like, how would you describe me? Or like you can do a game around romantic gestures it could help your sex life because remember, it's really difficult to be sexually connected if you're not emotionally connected. So it is a paid app, but you can get a discount when you go to paired.com and you go forward slash Shalene. So it's P-A-I-R-E-D.com forward slash Shalene. When you use that link, you're going to get a seven-day free trial, plus you'll get 25% off if you sign up. It's a very affordable subscription anyways. And I really can't think of anything more important to invest in than your relationship. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Okay, again, if you want the discount for your subscription and seven days free, it's paired.com forward slash Shalene. Getting there happens when you're fasting for a certain amount of time. But many people find that getting into ketosis, getting into that fasting state is really uncomfortable which is why I always recommend if you're going to try intermittent fasting, here's my recommendations to get started. Number one, don't even think about when you're eating food. Don't even think about like the time restricted eating. Don't even worry about that. Just start eating less processed foods. Take the toxins out. Take the things that come out of bags. Take all the, you, you know the stuff that's garbage. I mean, come on. Like just stop eating so much garbage. Start eating more like whole foods. Start eating foods that are higher in fat and lower in processed carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates. So we wanna eat carbohydrates that grow from the ground, like fruits and vegetables and things that are found in nature and not found in a bag or in a factory. When you do that, after a period of like, maybe even a week, you're gonna to start to notice, wow, I'm not as hungry. Your ghrelin and your leptin hormones, which are our hunger hormones, will begin to drop. 
And you're going to start to notice like, wow, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm not starving, which is a super cool thing. So I like for you to prepare for intermittent fasting. I hear a lot of experts say like, just start stretching the window. Like personally, I think like, let's just make this super easy. Like just start eating foods that are higher in healthy fats, like seeds and nuts and avocado and and even like healthy meats, like grass-fed, grass-finished meats, eating things that are even plant-based that are higher in rich food, like olive oil. And there's so many healthy fats that you can start eating and think about also consuming protein, but limiting all of your complex carbohydrates. Just doing that, you're going to notice a big difference in the food noise that normally we hear. Okay, you're also going to notice a little difference in your energy. You'll feel a little different at first, but eventually you're going to wake up in the morning. You're like, that's huh? That's weird. I'm not starving. Then what I want you to do is whatever time you normally eat breakfast, just push it by an hour and you can do that every two days. Push it by another hour. However, if you wake up one of those days and because the night before you had chips and salsa or whatever and you're starving in the morning, don't torture yourself. You guys, this is just it's food and nutrition. Let's be real. Like if you're hungry, eat. But if you can wait an hour, then wait an hour. Now, I'm not going to get into like, does coffee break your fast? And what if I ate a nut? Like just really, is that how we're going to do this? No, I'm not. Feel free to tune into somebody else if you want it that way. Like I do intermittent fasting, but like I said, I do undulating periodization, which is just like my fancy way of saying some days I wake up and I eat at 10 a.m. Some days I'm like, yeah, no, still not hungry. And I can push it till noon or even one or even 2 p.m. But I don't set a time on my clock. I don't set a window. Now, that's what you need. Like you need those rules. You know you. I don't. It makes me feel insane. To me, it defies logic. And I know that fasting is our natural state. You know, when we were hunters and gatherers, just biologically, we evolved to be able to go long periods of time without food. And I guarantee you that cave woman with her like really cute tiger print loincloth, when she like ran across some berries, she wasn't like, you guys, I'm not supposed to be eating for like a whole nother hour. No, she was hungry and she ate the food. And the next day, if she woke up and there was more food, she wasn't like, you guys, I'm supposed to be intermittent fasting. No, she ate the food. Like we've overcomplicated this to sell books and diet programs, in my opinion. Pay attention to your common sense. We get ourselves in a whole heap of trouble. And I can say this because I was one of those people that sold those diet books. I had like set rules. We get ourselves in a whole heap of trouble when we believe that we should silence or quiet the noise that we're hearing from our bodies, that we should silence our common sense and instead follow somebody else's rule book. When we know it doesn't really make sense for us, when it doesn't feel good. And the reason why we do this is because we're like, well, nothing has worked thus far. But yeah, but you've been following everybody else's rule book. Like use common sense and just know this. We don't need to be eating 24 hours a day. There's so much of this hyper palatable, you know, marketing that has has us believing that we're supposed to eat first thing in the morning and we're supposed to, you know, have breakfast the moment we wake up. And the fact of the matter is we were designed to use these two energy sources. And I personally feel my brain is lit up when I'm in ketosis. I love that feeling. If I have to do like a three-day event, like I'm doing a speaking event, 
I love doing some intermittent fasting or even some longer term fasting to get myself deep into ketosis for one of those events. But I don't force myself anymore because when I've done that in the past, my cortisol levels go through the roof. Do you know that nearly 50% of people in the United States have inadequate levels of magnesium? Completely deficient. And it's not just because of our dietary choices. Like you can be eating a very healthy diet that you think has everything you need to produce enough magnesium. But for some people, it's genetic. For some of us, it is the way that we eat and the way that we live and and how we exercise. But again, almost 50% of people are deficient in magnesium. And if you are a woman, this is especially important that you get a quality magnesium supplement because if you don't, I mean, when you're deficient in magnesium, it's associated with osteoporosis, mood swings, nerve malfunctioning, hormone dysregulation. There's so many things that having the right level of magnesium in your body actually helps to alleviate a lot of these symptoms, including a lot of the symptoms of menopause, even hot flashes and night sweats. I know a lot of you have been talking about getting your hormones tested, which I think is a great idea, but why not also consider doing a supplement that you're likely deficient in any ways. It's going to improve all of these areas. Plus it can probably help you sleep. And you don't even have to research the best company out there because I already did that for you. Today, listeners of The Shaleen Show can go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. You will unlock special gifts with your purchase. This is a limited time offer for select orders. So go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. You will unlock special gifts with your purchase. I love doing some intermittent fasting or even some longer term fasting to get myself deep into ketosis for one of those events. But I don't force myself anymore because when I've done that in the past, my cortisol levels go through the roof. Now I want to specifically address those of you who are approaching menopause or you are postmenopausal. So for reference, postmenopausal means you've gone a year without having your cycle. Welcome to the club, sister. It is the coolest club in the world to belong to. I didn't know it would be such a great place to hang out, but I freaking love it. Like I was so afraid to enter menopause because of like all the videos and all the things that I heard from people and like, girl, you're going to be fine. Like you are going to be fine because you're doing all the right things and you're watching the right videos and you're testing your hormones, et cetera. But let's talk about what intermittent fasting needs to look like for you, the woman who is postmenopausal, the woman who has gone a year without having her cycle. What, what? All right, so first of all, you need to know this. Things are gonna be a lot easier for you because you don't have to like deal with like, where am I in my cycle? You know where you are, girl. But there's some important things that all women need to keep in mind. As we age, we've been told our metabolism slows. Well, I mean, that's partly true, but the metabolism doesn't slow if you keep your muscle retention up. And listen, I go to the gym almost every day. I don't see many women. I see very few women over 50 in the gym. Where are you? Roll call. If you're going to the gym and you're over 50, you need to drop me a comment wherever you're listening to it. Let us know where are you lifting? Are you lifting someplace where the weights are heavy enough? Get rid of those little pink Barbie doll weights. Those are so dumb. Those are so patronizing. Lift heavy. Lift things that challenge your body, that put muscle into your body. Because each year that we age, we lose muscle if we're not building muscle. You need to build muscle. So number one, if you're postmenopausal, you need to be building muscle. Number two, that means you should probably break your fast with protein. Why would you want to break it with protein? When you have more muscle, your metabolism is higher. 
So if you have two versions of me here, one that doesn't have as much, much muscle and one that has a ton of muscle, then we're both sitting here, we're both me, this person without muscle is not going to have as fast of a metabolism as the person with muscle. So we wanna build muscle. And when you're fasting, you're stimulating autophagy many times, which is helping to clean up the cells. And then when you break that fast with protein, you build up muscle. And so you end up with a body that's not only thin, like you would like it to be, but you're building muscle and it's got more of a lean muscular look, which I think a lot of people are going for. Also, keep in mind that when you are postmenopausal, either because of your age or because of a surgery or for some other reason, you're no longer getting your cycle, that means you're not producing the same level of estrogen. So if you're not doing hormone support, and by the way, I've done a ton of episodes, even for those of you who think that you are in a category because of either cancer or family history, that you can't do estrogen replacement, I highly encourage you to watch the episode that I did with Dr. Mary Claire Haver, where we broke down and dispelled the myths around hormone support, especially for those of you who've had you know, a cancer scare or those of you who have a pre-existing condition that you think or thought might preclude you from doing some form of estrogen including vaginal estrogen, there's some new research. And I, I just, I want you to make an informed decision. It's totally okay by me if you, you've just decided I'm not going to do hormone supplementation, but please, please, please look at the research and please listen to this episode. I, I just want you to make a really informed decision. But you need to keep in mind that for all of us, especially if you're not doing any type of hormone support, then your estrogen is in decline. And that puts you at risk of all-cause mortality, in particular osteoporosis, that puts you at higher risk of having heart disease. And so when you're doing intermittent fasting and you're a postmenopausal woman, this will increase your estrogen levels. And as we age, we're producing less collagen, hence that's why the skin gets kind of saggy, that's why our hair starts to get thin, nails a little bit more brittle, bones a little bit more brittle. So it is really important that you're doing both fiber and collagen. Unfortunately, very few women as they become even perimenopausal into menopause are consuming a diet that gives them enough fiber, collagen, and protein. These are things you may need to consider supplementing so that you have optimal health. I mean, this is about you living your best life, feeling amazing, and not getting dragged down and dragged into the dogma of all these rules and protocols. So lastly, I want to say this. The reason why intermittent fasting is a wonderful option, especially for those of you who are struggling to take off the weight, is it's it's a relatively easy way to get into a, a calorie deficit. And when it comes to losing body fat, it's not just cardio, duh, right? It's not just eating less. It's getting yourself into a calorie deficit and doing it in a way that's easy, not forcing yourself and not like restricting yourself, but like really thinking about like, I guess I'm not hungry, so do I really need to eat right now? Knowing that you can break your fast with something that's going to help you build muscle, knowing that you've got to combine this with strength training. Now, if you want a great strength training routine, I'm going to post up a new one probably next week. But for right now, I would love for you to watch the video I posted on YouTube. It's called Shalene Johnson's Weekly Workout. And that's a great strength training routine. I actually break down each and every exercise and how to do them. But ladies, I don't mean to get up on my soapbox, but like if you're not lifting a minimum of three times per week, 
and you're complaining to me about the shape of your body and the way that you feel, what are you doing? Like, it's going to make you feel so strong. It makes you feel like such a badass. It just, it changes your shape. It makes you look and feel delicious. It is the fountain of youth. And it's not a drug. It's like, I don't understand why people just don't fall in love with strength training, heavy strength training. If you know what I'm talking about and you are absolutely in love, please let me know how much you love strength training because we need to get the rest of the world involved in this. But again, intermittent fasting is a wonderful way to get yourself into a little bit of a a calorie deficit. And if you're trying to lose weight, consider this. My recommendation, however, is for those of you who are like, you're done with all the craziness. You don't want to do another, you don't want to get caught up in somebody else's rules and the dogmatic practices. And, you know, we're like, you you feel bad because you've done it wrong and you're looking at your clock and now you're consumed by these, you know, rigid protocols. Use your common sense. Eat fewer processed carbohydrates. Eat whole carbohydrates, like eat things that grew from the ground. Consider eating a diet that's far less processed. Up your protein. Consider doing proper supplementation. Consider creating your own protocol and using your common sense because I'm here to tell you, you're not going to get it wrong. You're so smart. You don't need to buy another freaking book. You need someone to print out the rules for you to follow or get them wrong. Like, girl, You are brilliant. You are so smart. You're going to do this right. You can't get it wrong. Look at how far you've come. I mean, think about the things you've already figured out. I want you to believe in you. And I want you to know that all you have to do is trust your intuition. Put a few of these things into practice. Go into this with the right attitude. And you're going to crush it. And I want to hear about it. Hey, thanks for listening. I love you. I mean it, and I'll talk to you soon.